Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Great British Motocross Show from MX Vice with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wheeler. This podcast is dedicated to Simon Mitchell, the photographer who so sadly passed away at Fox Hill. We did delay this podcast out of respect to Simon and his family. Simon was known for his charity work, so in that spirit, please go to the GoFundMe page, which is www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Simon hyphen Mitchell's hyphen funeral. Uh, Mitchell's is M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-S. And please give as generously as you can. The funeral costs will be met by the GoFundMe page, and then anything left over will go to the Wiltshire Air Ambulance and the Little Stars Appeal for Sick Children at Salisbury Hospital, which was a charity very close to Simon's heart and one he regularly raised money for auctioning signed photographs of motocross riders. Until the accident, Fox Hill was looking to be amazing, and Jack Chambers' tale of his race makes for great listening. So uh, with all the love and respect to Simon's family and friends, we hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Great British Motocross Show from MX Vice. Thank you. to the Great British Motocross Show from MX Vice with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wheeler. How's it going, Brad? All good? Yeah, yeah. all good. Ready to talk about some British motocross. So uh, let's do it. Nice one. And uh, yeah, how's, how's life with twins? How are you finding it? Yeah, it's uh, still a struggle. Still on that struggle bus, trying to balance between no sleep and uh, <laughs> no money. But, uh, <laughs> nah, it's great. We're, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. We're, we're figuring it out. <laughs> nice one. Good stuff. Okay, so yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast here. Everybody that's listening, we have got a good guest lined up for you uh, today who's been in the British Championship uh, so far for a couple of races. And uh, yeah, we'll just bring him in in a second. But first off, just got to say thank you to AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts from silicon radiator hoses to oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also sponsored by Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors, first tentative steps, to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. We're also fueled by Gulf Race Fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing and further afield. The Gulf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And please get all your motocross parts that you can in the UK from evenstrokes.com. They can help us out with MX Vice and keep us running and uh, they get some help. What help do they get, Brad? Uh, you get to use discount code BRADWHEELER10 and uh, we just got a, a restock of X-Trig triple clamps as well. So if you're in the market for a set of clamps, head over to evenstrokes.com, use the code BRADWHEELER10 and it'll knock 10% off your final price. Fantastic, yeah, and that's Brad Wheeler one zero in case you're wondering, and yeah, that's it, ten percent. So yeah, we'll get moving from there. So yeah, thanks to everybody for supporting us, and let's bring in our special guest this week. Uh, welcome from all the way from Florida to Jack Chambers. How are you, Jack? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, not so bad. I've only been riding today. Where about you been? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm back in the States this week in Florida. I'm back Monday just after the race. And uh, yeah, a bit of rain yesterday, so the track was uh, pretty good. Nice and rough and uh, a lot better than uh, concrete tracks I've been riding in England. So practice track. <laughs> the race tracks have been, have been really good on the weekends when I've been at the British Championship. So... Yeah. Okay, yeah, nice one. And then, because uh, you were practicing at, is it Mel Pocock's place? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've been there a good bit. I've spent most of my days riding there. Um, I've only been to Ashdown and Mill Lane, and then one other, I think it's called Leatherhead. Yeah. Nice one. And yeah, uh, yeah so, you, so you've been training on concrete for Fox Hill, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Fox Hill was setting me up for this past weekend um in france so yeah i got to ride some hills which i haven't ridden hills since last last year when i did a couple outdoor rounds um but even the outdoor rounds in the states aren't hills like this past weekend like it was pretty crazy yeah i think you must have uh i think you must come to england in the the driest spell we've had yeah when i first got there every time i would go outside to go on my mountain bike and like train it would start raining so i just started wearing a rain jacket every time i went on a mountain bike ride and then i came back from i think portugal and it was just dry and then we got to mel's one day after (laughs) after it rained over the weekend and it was so good and then after that the track stayed the same so it was super good and got really good ruts and stuff and then it just got truck holes and deeper and and then now it's just like you're just skating around um ice um but yeah it was good to, i'm getting a bit more comfortable on hard pack stuff and yeah now this this week i'm back at my home track just a mile down the road from my house uh, and got to ride some sand and hit some sand rollers and stretch my legs a little bit so <laughs> it's nice good stuff how, how did you find the, the hills of fox hill because i mean they're, they're they're pretty famous in europe i'm not sure how much you knew about the place beforehand but um, no. how did you find it yeah i so i've seen some videos uh at Whenever Zach came over to do the vet MX to the nations, um, yeah, that's how I knew, uh, of Mel. Uh, and I knew that, that Zach was really good friends with Mel whenever he came over here and he, he lived with them. Mel told me, he's like, he just showed up one day and didn't leave for like four years. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to do that to you guys. So I, I'll show up every couple weeks or, you know, every, a couple days every week, but yeah, they've actually let me stay at their house and uh, super nice family. So I'm, I'm grateful to, to that Zach has the friendship with Mel, and now I've created one a relationship with them as well. So it's super cool. But yeah, the hills at Fox Hill. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I walked. I was texting Zach. I was on my way to the track, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna do like a a recovery spin or something tonight. He's like, Yeah, go check out the track first, and then you know go do recovery spin at the hotel and i was like well i could probably just like run the track you know and he was like yeah you go do that you know you go run the track and i was like why not like why can't i just go run the track he's like yeah you have fun with that you call me when you're done and i was like i got there and i was like oh my gosh i was like i'm not running this track uh, yeah so i i get to i'm walking i'm walking the track with uh one of the helpers for the team and we get i'm at the bottom of the hill and i'm just like <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like we ride, we ride up that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I, uh, I, it's 
stories of like i guess when it gets muddy like you just come to the bottom of the hill and you look up and there's just bikes everywhere it's yeah. like nobody's <laughs> making it up the hills i was like i hope it doesn't rain well it's, it's very strange so i'll let brad i'll let brad in in a second but yeah with with, uh, with fox hill of course i mean uh, we have you ridden it in the in the wet brad i, I have a couple of times but yeah. um yeah not not wet wet i mean i've ridden it when it's sort of been over watered and then we've had a bit of a downpour but not like nothing like the 98 there's nations or anything like that. Oh yeah, I've um, seen yeah. nothing, nothing that drastic. I mean, I I did a Dave Thorpe training day there, and I was on a one two five Yamaha, and I was I was the only one two five that got up the hill, but I only did it once out of about five attempts, and it was just yeah, I'm up there now. That's the I'm going to ride around to the pits. That's me done, you know. When it, when it has water on it, it just goes black. It just goes black and sticks like nothing else. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're impressed by the hills because it's it's pretty yeah. pretty pretty mental. <laughs> yeah, it was, yes. it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, in, whenever I did the the warm up or the technically practice and qualifying all at once, I'm like at the bottom of the hills and just like yeah, screaming them, and it's like ah, you get to the top. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to hit that a little faster next time. So yeah, that was a bit tough because like, I mean, with every track you go to, you do your kind of first lap, check out the track. Second lap, you hit everything, and a lot of times I hit things that just the first lap. But that's just me being comfortable with with Supercross and stuff and you know yeah. you just go out and you hit the rhythms immediately but yeah you always just find your breaking points and then you maximize your breaking points as much as you can and then whatever jumps you have this is kind of how i do it you know whatever jumps you have you find the distance and then you scrub them to create more speed and more forward drive so it was a bit tough to like at the top of the hills like i didn't know whether to let off and like let the bike coast into the corner or like jump in the corner and slam on the brakes so like it took me a little bit and by the last lap of my qualifying, I was like, okay, like that felt all right. Came around, I was like, I'll do one more. And then the checkered flags out. I'm like, shoot. Like, <laughs> I, I had bonus for, for P1, for pole. And I come off and I'm like, that had to be pole, right? And he's like, no, that was P2. And I was like, oh. And I was like, by how much? And it was like less than like a half a second or something. And yeah. I was close. I do remember that because I was I was commentating trackside on that on that qualifying session, and you yeah. did. You suddenly came from right because you were right at the bottom of the, of the chart, and I was like, "Well, Jack's still learning the track here." You know, I mean, he's, yeah. he's still learning what what hills are all about. And yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you did. Uh, you came through yeah. it right at the end. Yeah, yeah, and but, uh, um, but gifting did much the same thing. He also had a. Yeah. He was slow. Yeah, I mean, slow I'm sure a lot of the tracks as well. He's not from England. I know he's he's may have raced them before. It's not like I'm going to the track and I'm the only person learning the track. You know, I don't think that. Obviously, it sucks because I go to the go to the track and be like, okay, this, this, and this. I got to hit this. This is this distance. Like that's why it's so good to get for me to get there a day early and walk the track and just kind of like run it through my head. And and then when I go to sleep at night, you know, it's it's in there it's ready to go so even even though the next day when you, you go out there on the track it's completely different than walking it but yeah I, I felt like i every single race i go to like it, it's tough because a lot of the guys just go out there and they know the track they start out fast um and i felt like the best race i did that at was portugal i feel like i'm a lot more a lot better at like angles and flowing sections and stuff like that so portugal was a lot of speed was gained by getting a good angle in and out of the corners and not just charging the ruts hitting the ruts and knowing you know what line to really take and where they're going to form so at portugal there was a lot of sections where i could you know set up wide though there was a section where it was like a roller into the inside roller into the rollers at portugal and i hit it like third lap of warm-up so that got me my fast time 
Uh, and I was five in warm up, so I was stoked. That weekend was tough with a couple, you know, engine malfunctions and didn't finish the races like I wanted to. But every single weekend, I've been learning, and and I think the the British Championships have helped a lot. Just you know, to continue racing and and not just go to a practice track and make laps. Really, for for me in the states here, I get to you know hammer these tracks and and you come off the moto or, or practice moto and you're pretty beat. Like today, I did three twenty twenty minute motos and. Obviously, that's just a quality race at MXGP. So, but yeah, I was I was pretty beat after a couple of twenties. So, but yeah. Do you um obviously you sort of split in the time kind of between the train like at the GPs like in Europe and in England and obviously back at home in Florida. Yeah. Do you train differently when you're back home to how you would train if you were in England or it like at Mel's, for example? Like, what is the bike stuff different? Do you do more motos at home or more more sprints at home or is it the same? That's a good question. So a lot of the time, so Zach keeps it pretty, pretty like consistent with, you know, what I'm doing, but he also changes it, you know, for, for whatever track I'm going to, what the conditions are going to be, if it's going to be good and tacky, we'll do some sprints because I have, I have that track that we're, we're not like losing the track to where, you know, throughout the day, you're obviously going to lose time on the track you know you go out the track smooth you can go fast at the end of the day tracks dry and slick you're not going to be able to run that time again so he sets it up differently so i'm not just going to the track every single day and doing 230s like that you know for anybody that gets boring you know whenever it changes up and you know throwing some sprints mel starts riding with us riding with courtney as well and i start behind them i try to catch them in two laps or whatever it is with a 10 second gap or whatever so um yeah that that's been fun to do that and kind of change it up but i think from training here to england is definitely different um, because here, Zach uses a training program that collects a lot of data and it sets me up with a certain number going into the weekend. And here it's harder to do that because of how hot it is and the training load is a lot higher. So the training load in England for me, I feel like I'm getting by super easy. Like it feels, the training feels so easy during the week and then I go to the weekend and it's just like, boom right to the top like you're just hammering so i definitely think it's good for me to come back home and you know even today like i came off and i was yeah. sitting up on her eating some food and i was just like like i'm so, so. <laughs> but that's that's how i feel after a weekend of a gp so i definitely think there's a, there is a big difference of training um and i think coming back here will help a lot for for that aspect and being on the the gnarlier tracks i say gnarlier tracks because i haven't been to the gnarly tracks in europe um <laughs> there is some definitely some gnarly tracks in europe i have not seen yet but but yeah i definitely think here is is better for me but being there is is easier aspect of like flying to the races being in the races jet lag all that stuff so yeah i think so far the tracks have not not been mellow but they've um that some of the real tough sort of gp tracks like obviously lommel the the typical sand tracks latvia this weekend gets pretty pretty sketchy from what i've heard like a lot yep. of few square edge bumps and it's pretty fast but does that sort of give you when you when you're over in europe does he say if for example obviously latvia coming up this weekend does he give you like track ideas to go like go train at this track because it's good for the weekend or does he leave sort of the track choice up to you and steve not to panic you, Jack. It's not, this, it's not this weekend. It is next weekend. Don't worry. You're not. You're oh not, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he said it was the the best thing for me was to be to be here and ride at my house. A little bit softer soil, mm. and it it it's rough. So yeah. Uh, the hardest thing is is like I've said a couple of times, just 
the the GPs I've been rough, but not they're more technical rough than than just like you know gnarly just hanging off the back just hitting sand rollers or or yeah. stuff like that which is a little bit more of what my track is kind of here today I, it was a little bit different i made a different you know route of the track because it had rained yesterday so the, a lot of the dirt like clay sections with ruts i wasn't able to ride so the loop i had was just a minute and a half and it was just sand but yeah he said that latvia may suit my style a bit more he thinks there's another one that he thinks that would definitely suit my style. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but we just talked about it earlier today, but I've ridden today, so I'm already tired. And... What, like a, a sandier, sort of softer yeah, base? I'll, I'll, pull, out the like, I'll pull out the calendar. I'll pull out the calendar. I've got the calendar here, yeah. Is it um, after Indonesia, you got Lockett, Czech Republic? Lockett, yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay, said yeah. I'd probably like Lockett. Cool, yeah. Pretty, I mean, yeah. Yeah, more hand, more hard pack, although they do work it quite well there. And then after that, you have got the dreaded Lobble, the big deep one. And then, uh, yeah, Havinka in, in Swindon, in, uh, in Swindon? Finland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Foxhill, Swindon. I've seen Sweden. Is it Finland? Uh, yes, Finland. I think that is quite a sandy one. Um, yes, whereas Finland. Whereas Swedish GP is, uh, is a bit more hard pack, isn't it now? So, yeah, I think those are the, 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 the sandiest ones you've got to come. Yeah. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, I agree my, with that. My buddy uh, that has raced over there, his name's Ethan Lane. Uh, he keeps giving me crap about you're gonna suck at at Lomo. You're, it's not what you think. You think you're good at sand tracks. It's not sand. I'm like, what do you mean? It looks like a sand track, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see, right? I surprise you yeah, haven't been done. It is open for a lot of practice, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be headed there quite soon so yeah. i'm gonna need need at least a little briefing on it yeah it's when you it's when you think you're putting in a good a good motor and your, your door's blowing off by some dutch kid on an 85 right. yeah <laughs> is that personal experience brad is it yeah that was a 65 personal experience for me but jack's a bit faster than me so they are scary yeah, I, I, I did race in uh, in holland when i was um holland in the netherlands in, when i was 15 and uh, as a British rider going over there, it was it was it was tied in with the Belgian Grand Prix because that was just around the border, which was Namur, which was another story. But uh, yeah, this Dutch track, I mean, exactly that. I, I watched the eighty five, the eighty cc. Then and, and back in my day, there was no eighty five; it was just eighty cc. And yeah, just I just looked at it, I was like, there's just no way, there's just no way, you know. But they, yeah. they were so fast. But yeah, it's uh, it is another story. So yeah, and of course you have got the Dutch Grand Prix itself at Arnhem, um, which I don't know much about that track, Brad. Do you? Is that uh, a new one? Uh, no, but I'd put money on it being sand. I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's anything like any other Dutch track, it'll be flat and sandy. Good stuff. I, I know this is the, the British motocross show, but, I mean, from from your side, Jack, I mean, how did you find Villars? I mean, that was there, there was some talk, and in particular, Jeffrey has, uh, has slated the circuit a little bit. Yeah, I, well, I thought Villars looked quite... Quite good. I mean, it was rough and technical, certainly long ruts, but yeah, I thought it just like looked like a typical French track. Yeah, so the I've actually raced in France before. Um, in 2017 and 2018, I did the MX Master Kids for Team USA, and mm-hmm. it was nothing like that track. <laughs> so, where was that was that like Ernay or St. John or? no it was called uh, Verdun and okay. it was more concrete than Arco concrete yeah okay. it was like I, I still have scars on my elbow from that track <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah I mean it was, from... it, I actually raced uh, Cars Maker there 
We went into the final moto tied on 85, and that's where I did that on my elbow. I come, I was coming down the hill. Oh, that's the whole story. Like I was coming down the hill, watched the front end. Like we're racing back and forth, and I like went to square underneath them, and I got a flat tire at the same time. I came down the hill, watched the front end, scraped my arm. My sleeve is rolled all the way up to here, but you're not allowed to have skin showing. So I'm riding around. I'm already trying to pull my sleeve down. Like it's uncomfortable. And I was like, whatever, like I'll just keep riding. And they're like black flagging me. I don't know what flag they were using, like trying to pull me off the track. No and way. I'm like, what is going on? Like I had no <laughs> clue what was going on. And my dad didn't have a pit board or nothing. Like all the Team USA members are up there like cheering me on, like trying to get me to get back to K and catch them. And I'm like, I've got like a flat tire. I'm trying to ride a race around this track. I made it back to second, I think, by the end of the race with a flat front, which was sketchy. And yeah, they, they ended up actually stopping me and was like, my dad jumped out in the track and was like, pull your sleeve down. And I'm like, what? So I pulled my sleeve down and, and then just kept going again. But yeah, you're not allowed to have, his, have his sleeves rolled up at all. That's mad. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know if it was. Of used to roll his sleeve up all the time. Yeah, I guess it was maybe it was just for that race. But it, 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 it was yeah. a big fashion in the 90s to have your, I mean, like Greg Albertine virtually rode yeah. with t shirts a lot of the time. Is He was like <laughs> properly uh, rolling them up there. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got some of them on my elbow from Nymphsfield just up the road. Exactly. I know exactly how that feels. It's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I've, I've reopened it a couple times. Since then, especially in the past couple of weeks, <laughs> since being <laughs> on some hard pack tracks again. Um, but yeah, it's that that track was probably the hardest pack track I've ever ridden. Like it, it, they didn't groom, but they did groom it at the beginning of the weekend. Like they were prepping it, and they used like a rock crusher to to like groom the track to like make it smooth. It was like you know how they they groom like ski slopes with snow. That's what it looked like. It, like. <laughs> It was like that. Like, Jeez, like, yeah. They were like <clears throat> they were barely turning up the topsoil to make it flat, and it was just like, <laughs> like taking up all the rocks. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the thing is, though, I think when you like that's just like a typical French track. I think they're just so hard packed, and when you go yeah. like obviously at the GPs, they rip them so deep, and yeah. then the rush just like baked. Like yeah. yeah, there's just absolutely zero movement yeah. in the rut. Like well, one a, a big a big difference for the states and the USG US motocross and and Europe, the way they prep the tracks, a lot of people would say they look similar. But like when you go out for for I think we have our first is, is five minutes free, fifteen minutes timed, and then we only have one more after that. But always or not always, typically your first session is your faster session. Mm. So we we go out and the track's wide open. Like you just hold it wide open, you find a berm, you get to the berm and you just rip around. <laughs> the fastest is that's how you like it's weird because a lot of tracks you go to it and they just rip them so deep. You just go to the highest point where it's not muddy and you get your mm. fast lap, but then you start to learn the track, the track gets ruts. So there's yeah. a lot of times where like the B group will be faster. My my first pro national I did I qualified ninth. It was a high point. And I was in the B group because it's my first one. And I was in I was I qualified ninth in front of like five or six different factory guys. But that that track probably I mean there's other ones that is a lot big difference. Like South Wiki would go to B group by far would be better because it's just flat and smooth. You just hit a berm and you just rip around. 
but uh yeah the you go out and it just it's just literally wide open but uh, i think these tracks because of they have the the emx or the woman out in front of us it's always good because you go out and you don't just hold it wide open you just you have to hit the ruts you have, a, have to have a little bit more brains than just hold it wide open <laughs> i mean just to talk through the british there i mean the um, the mx1 guys at ling were saying a similar thing there where it was virgin fresh track when they hit it and uh, they were absolutely flat out but of course by the time you got to it you were the fourth session and it was a, a bit better but uh, how did you find ling your first uh, your first british championship there because yeah, I, I like ling a lot eventually win although you didn't get the trophy i'm not I, we were talking to isaac gifting a couple of weeks ago we were wondering if he's going to bring the trophy to fox hill for you but i guess that yeah. didn't happen oh, I, I still haven't got the money either oh um, really okay. yeah yeah and i didn't pick up my money from fox hill as well because it was just a weird day so i we just kind of left but but yeah ling was a was a sick track honestly it was it reminded me today riding my sand track reminded me a, a bit of it it doesn't have a hard, i don't have a hard base at all here it's endless bottomless sand because uh, yeah. it's like old froze out orange grove and um, orange groves they're always just black sand but yeah at ling it had a hard base which was hard to get used to because in my mind it was sand so like yeah. you just hit the sand but then you would come out out of like the sand berm and it'd be like rock like underneath and like harder packs and also i had to figure that out a bit i don't think i fell at all that weekend which no, is it did. yeah no. it's surprising with learning a new soil like that for me um i fell a couple of times today at my track it was quite embarrassing but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> luckily it was just my mechanic out there that's that good that was good yeah he's, he's a good uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah the i really liked playing it was sick yeah, especially in the second moto after it rained and it got like proper rough. Yeah. Like it was like I, I really enjoyed that. Like I would love to have a full moto on that again. But yeah, that was a weird That's situation. Story. Yeah, it's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, yeah. You uh are you lined up doing any more British championship rounds? Uh well I was looking at Blacksell this weekend and it looks sick. So yeah. I'm bummed I'm missing that race, but it is good to come home and uh, my mom missed me a lot, so and yeah, I miss my family as well, obviously. But yeah, it's it's good to be home and and to to be on my home tracks and get some more training in. But yeah, Blacksville does look like a good track, so maybe yes. next year or or. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably line up at some more British, um, maybe some more off weekends. Obviously, the main goal is MXGP. But mm. if there's another off weekend that I'm not coming home. Definitely think it's it's good to keep racing and especially with 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 Isaac coming to to all of them it's good to to raise him um yeah, yeah. you know I, so you're, I, uh... it, it's for for me you know i go into the weekends at, at a british and it's it's a bit of a different mentality than racing the gps and as well compared to racing in the states like for me racing in the states it you know you pull up to the line and you're reading like for me i'm reading jerseys you know like mm-hmm. this guy's done this this guy's won this this guy's done that no i don't know any of these guys i'm racing you know, I, I, in a way, I, not to sound cocky, I'm not being cocky, but like, I don't care. Like, I don't care who they are. So I, I think that's good for me, you know, and, and obviously I have respect for everyone that I race against, but you know, I, I show up to the British and like, I'm, I'm there to win. Like, I'm not there to, yeah. to just get on the podium. Like I'm there to get to win, collect my money in my experience and go home, you know, like I don't, I don't want to mess around with anything else. And, uh, yeah, the, the weekend at Fox Hill was it. I came off the track and I let's just say I wasn't happy. I I rode fairly well. What actually did Um, happen because uh, I didn't. I mean, uh, we didn't quite catch on on the cameras there because I was commentating on the live stream. But what? um, Yeah, what actually did happen to you at Fox? I didn't really get. Yeah, so came off the start 
Um, and I I actually gave Mel the left gate inside of me. I qualified just ahead of him, but I gave him the left gate inside of me. It, his gate had a hole out in front of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go just to the right, which was further from the inside. And I still beat him and gifting out of the gate and just kind of pinched him off coming into the corner. So I was like, and I wasn't like, okay, sweet, I got the whole shot. But I was like, okay, they're behind me. But then a kid from the outside comes across like this, and I'm like, like slowing down, and I get off balance, start going to the outside, but I'm like fighting it to lean inside. But by the time I get stopped and turned, they're stuck around the inside of me, so now I'm in like fifth. And obviously I wasn't freaking out because like I know the guys in front of me, I'm faster than I can just pass them pretty quickly. But I come to the top of the first hill, and Mel just clobbers gifting. And he was like, this is my rut. And he just took that rut. Uh, gifting's on his head, upside down on the bike, almost on top of him. That's not like Mel. <laughs> After the race, I was like, Mel, what were you doing? He's like, mate, I had the lead. And I was like, all right. Okay. Like, good, good on you, but all right. Uh, so I come, I come down the hill. I see the gifting's down. So – in my mind, I was kind of like, you know, if this isn't going to be too hard to get by these guys, I, you know, I should just, you know, be smooth. I come down the hill, you know, I wasn't, yes, I was rushing it to get to the lead, but I don't feel like I was overriding. Um, and I just went around the rut, passed, passed almost two guys in one one corner. Well, the second guy, like, got sketchy coming out, from what it seemed to me, kind of came left into me. And I thought I had almost had the pass made, but I had to shut down. And I hit the brakes, and I hit his rear tire, and then I'm off the side, slammed in the rut. My head is in the rut. I actually had to break the rut off, like the dirt. I had to break the dirt because my tire is on top of my head. My goggles are now full of dirt, but I didn't take them off. So I get up. I'm like, my bars are all, like, completely crooked. I couldn't find anything to, like, stop and bang them sideways. So I was like, whatever. Like, I'm wasting time. Like, just go. Yeah. So I got up to, I think, ninth. Oh, I came across and it, you know, 27th or 30th, you know, the pit board said, and I was like, oh God, this is going to be a long moto. So, you know, he gave me, my mechanic was giving me my lap times and, you know, I didn't know what the front guys were running. You know, a couple of times he gave me their lap time, which I was like two or three seconds faster. So I was like, okay, like I'm catching them, you know, by the end of this race, I could probably get to top five. And uh, I just started getting faster and faster. But at the same time, I had dirt bouncing in my goggles oh, where shit. I would come down the hill one time I came down the hill and I got a big club of dirt in my left eye and I was riding like this for like two laps because I like couldn't see. So like, I'm like, shoot, I'm just going to take these things off. And I reached back one time and like, as I went to pull them, I was like, nah, like if I'm passing people, I'm going to get hit in the ro- face with rocks. Like yeah. just keep them on, just keep them on. Like yeah. Just, yeah. just keep going. And at one point then I was going to pull in and get new goggles and like so much running through my head. And finally about like almost halfway, I start getting on a roll, like just clicking them off. I'm in ninth now, 20 seconds back and I'm coming. I'm not sure who I was coming up to pass, um, but he kind of went at the top of the hill before the announcer's tower. He went from the outside, which was the main line, but I kind of ran it up into the inside and he like went to hit the rut, but like stumbled going into the rut slower than I thought. And I was going to like kind of, 
cross around him and I hit his rear tire. Fell this way. <laughs> get back up. I pick my bike up. I stall it. I fall the other way. My left glove is underneath my bar. So I'm backwards. My butt is like in the peg. My back is on the pipe. My left glove is stuck underneath the left side bar. And I'm like, I'm stuck. Like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I can't get up. And I'm like fighting. I'm like, I literally like backflip over the bike. My, my glove is like halfway pulled off underneath the bar. So I pick the bike up. I get going. Now I'm back to like 15th again. 40, I come by 44 seconds down, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I, I want to quit. Like I'm just like, oh, so flustered and mad. So I just started hammering, and I saw when I, I was coming up, uh, I think it was like a right-hander, uh, and then like step up, step up before the first big hill, uh, and I saw Mel down in the bottom, and my mechanic, I think, I don't know if he put on the pit board, like Mel P5, and that's what position Mel was in. So I was like, there's like – 10 guys in between me and Mel. And I'm like, just hammering past this guy, past this guy, past this guy. And I, at, I got, at that point, I just wasn't thinking anymore. And I was just riding and just going, scrubbing everything as hard as I could. Like it was full on sprint for the last 10 minutes. And uh, I come around two laps to go and I'm 12 seconds down from Mel and I'm in sixth. And I'm like, there's no possible way. Like I, there's no way. I know Mel is tired because I've done motos with him and he can't make it the whole 25 minutes. So, so I was like, I know I can catch him, but not 12 seconds down. So I just hammered as hard as I could. And the last lap was like a 216, which is, I'm pretty sure what Hurlings was running at the end of his moto are pretty close. And yeah, I passed Mel in the last corner and I was like, thank God, like P5, like maybe there's a chance at an overall, like maybe some guys can shuffle around. Like I can still go five, one and get the overall. And then uh, sadly, you know, the second moto came around and of the 450 class and everything kind of went quiet. And yeah, just it ended ended not not in a way that, you know, showing up to the track would and, and nobody ever likes to see something like that happen. So very sad day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, Mel did say to me that uh, you got him in the last corner there. So, uh, yeah, yeah was, um, I, I remember speaking to Tommy Searle at Arena Cross and, and when Mel Pocock was there and uh, I asked Mel, like, you know, do you think you can make a clean pass in Arena Cross? And Tommy said you can't make a clean pass on a motocross track, let alone Arena Cross. That's pretty funny that you took out gifting. That's, uh, that's uh, a yeah. cool I think it was. I think it was Russia back when he was on the on the Dixon Yam. I can't remember who who it was, but there was just he just just rode someone straight out the track. I think he actually went out the track with them. Just I've, yeah, I've heard some. I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not. But I can these stories. But he told me one time he he like got either got cleaned out by somebody or he cleaned them out. But then he just like pushed their bike down the hill and it's just like yeah. Yeah, there's quite a, there's a, I think when uh, Tommy Searle and Hurlins were battling for the title in MX2, he like, gets in the way of Hurlins and Hurlins is like mouthed him off after the race. Like, you better yeah. watch out. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Pocock. Yeah, he, he actually, right before the weekend, because he, he was saying that Hurlings was coming to the, his track the day after we were at his track to ride. Yeah. And to Mill Lane, he was. He told us that whole story. How he, uh, it was over rent with Tommy. Uh, like yeah. if 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 he held up uh, Hurlings in the race to win for Tommy to win, he didn't have to pay rent that month. Mel <laughs> so, was like, I would take paying rent every month over the heck like the shit that I had to go through to you know. <laughs> He's like, I should have yeah. never done that. 
studied. Yeah, I studied. That, was a, that was an impressive ride from Mel, I thought, at the British after like such a long yeah. time. Such a long time nice. away from racing. I, I was huh? saying, I don't see how he rides with without his thumb. Like, no, it's mm. yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like it's like just jump straight back in, like third in qualifying, running yeah. like P P three P two for like majority of the race. Yeah, well, it, was, it was like it was like twenty twelve and thirteen again in the British Championship with him and Banks Brown going at it. I mean, Banks Brown was champion ten years ago, and uh, like even after the race, Mel said he don't know what Banks Brown is eating. You know what was what he eating at night? Because he was thinking like <laughs> we're racing at the front now, but you know we're, we're both going to get knackered. Who's going to get the most knackered first? Uh, yeah, then he just couldn't believe that Elliot hang on for the win, and obviously yeah, he dropped back in the end and uh, lost fifth to you on the last corner. But uh, yeah, can't yeah, say fair play to Banks Brown for that one. No. He was, he- I'm pretty sure he was he was already too tired for a thumbs up after the race. He was just like <laughs> Yeah, well, did, probably had no intention of doing the second race. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was um I didn't go, I was racing somewhere and I looked at the results, just like looked on my laps and it was like Banks Brown, Charlie Cole, Taylor Ham. I was like, What the fuck's going on? Where is everybody? <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know if there was like a GP on that I'd forgot about. Yeah, <laughs> like you and Isaac quit the GP. Yeah, the three GP guys that went to race it, me, Bobby, yeah. and Gifting are all way back. Yeah, I, I came off, and in my mind, like talking with Zach afterwards, like you know, I didn't know if he would be mad at me for for me, you know, being mad, and you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like throwing a fit, but like I I came off and I like punched the side of the van. And uh, I don't normally show a lot of emotion here in the States, but, you know, coming off when there's money on the line for me and, you know, I can definitely make some extra, extra cash on the weekends. It's, it's tough to come off and just be like, yeah, you know, well, I get them next yeah. race. Like, so it's a bit of emotion for sure. You know, with, with the GPs, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not in that, that top, you know, five podium spot yet. Uh, I'm working my way to it. And I feel like I'm making pretty good progress getting there. But in, until that point, and you know, I have those bonuses available. I think each weekend I'll just take it, take the positive as I can. Um, but every British I go to, I'm definitely going to be gunning for the overall. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a really nice one to come up. I mean, if you do uh, do that one in the middle of June, there you've got Hawkston Park. So I'm sure you've probably heard of that one. I mean, uh, yep. certainly uh, being. Um, Sort of, well, it'll be it'll be between the uh, is it between the Indonesian ones or is it on the same weekend? Actually, no, it's at the same weekend as an Indonesian Grand Prix. I think. Well, I'm pretty sure Gifting will do that one because he's not going to go to Indonesia. I'm sure, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think he's just doing the Euro- European. Well, yeah. not European, but yeah, like the, those ones. Oh, it's, not- no, it's before Indonesia. No, sorry, it's the, yes, the weekend before Indonesia is uh, is Hawkstone Park. So yeah, that's uh, I, I'd highly recommend it if you're not thinking of it already. It's yeah. Uh, awesome. yeah, so, yeah, for a bit of sand, amazing there. Yeah, we were thinking about like you know, obviously, if I had started earlier in the championship, you know, it would be cool to to do the whole series and the MXGPs as well. But with this past weekend and, you know, the fifth place and if I, you know, if I would have maybe had gotten first that weekend and gained some more points closer to Isaac, um, there may have been a, you know, if, if it mathematically worked out to where if I won, you know, every race after that, maybe we could have finished out the championship and skipped the Indonesia round or skipped a round of, of an XGP to get the championship. But, you know, I don't think that's really in the cards and, and what's best for me. Obviously, I'm, I'm getting a lot more experience racing the guys at, at MXGP than I am coming through the pack if I get a bad start at the, the British. So, um, yeah. but yeah, this, this past weekend in France, while I was running seventh in the second moto, my chain snapped. And I guess after like 
while I was racing, they were talking about me, and that would have put me eighth overall for the day and up to 16th in the championship, and I missed the first two rounds. So, yeah, I definitely am bummed for that. But, yeah, after after Switzerland, I think I was already, like, 20th or 21st in the championship. So points matter yeah. in every race count. <clears throat> so, any, um, any, any GP tracks that you're looking forward to that Zach sort of said, that's, that is the main yeah, track that you've seen videos of? Locket, Latvia. Uh, I wouldn't. People are probably gonna call me crazy for looking forward to it, but but Lommel, like I, I just want to you know experience it. Uh, everybody talks about it, and and the hype is is real. So yeah, I feel like you'd enjoy Matterly being a, a yeah. jumpy a jumpy guy. Yeah, they said that that a lot of the Americans that they brought over, or Steve has brought over, they've done well there. Yeah, yeah. they got Majora as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw that that one as was added in. So Vietnam out and Majora in. I don't think too many people are crying over that. So that's, <laughs> no, uh, that's that's a good track. That's a proper track. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get to Majora. That looks uh, looks absolutely awesome. So yeah, fingers crossed. I should be able to get there. And uh, definitely, uh, definitely, I'm going to the Nations. Is the Nations on the card for you if you do well enough or uh... for racing? Yeah. Or is it uh, a Rican team? Or? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. You know, if if US doesn't send, uh, he doesn't send like a proper team. Um, I know that they they have some guys, you know, are already being talked about. For, you know, and there's only one 250 rider, really. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm sure they would take Chase. Uh, I know there, there's a possible change in, in contract for him. I don't know where that will fall in with the racing in the off season. But it is I think it's a weekend after the it's like Last outdoors a weekend off. And then there's the the three playoffs here mm. in the States. A weekend off and then it's nations, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, not far off, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. literally a weekend off and then is Nations still on October seventh? October seventh and eighth, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Would, you, would you go anyway just to spectate and enjoy the experience? Uh, not? I'm not sure. I, I have my one of my, my buddies uh, that's getting married that weekend, so we'll see. If yeah, uh, that's, that's you know, it would be sick <laughs> if I could race it. Obviously, you know, every race would be yeah, awesome. Well, but Justin uh, Justin Sardin said he he he'd be out for racing in Puerto Rico again. So maybe you could uh, yeah, join him on Puerto Rico and then just that, yeah. find some Puerto Rican dude to do the open class. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> How does that even work? Like, what? How could I do that? I mean, obviously, we're it's like a province or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah, that's that's a, yeah, it's yeah. Justin. He seems to have done it a couple times. Yeah. I think well, you've got to have at least one one genuine Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. Or, and then now, now it's like if you've lived there for like seven years or something like that, you Is can. It? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, that's everyone that's now. Obviously, everyone that races GPs probably lives near Belgium or somewhere. So it's not like they can they can't all race for Belgium. But no, nah. uh, it's uh, like Calvin Valandran races from the Netherlands and he's from South Africa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought he was from South Africa. He doesn't even sound Dutch. He's, he's from, <laughs> he is from there, but he has claims uh, he has claimed Dutch nationality somehow. But yeah. It was, uh, it, yeah, that's a complicated one. I don't know. I don't know the, know the full story. Yeah, Zach's uh, yeah. to Puerto Rico. Ask Zach. Yeah, Zach, yeah. Well, I've I've lost a bit of my tan since I've been in England, <laughs> so I might have to to tan a bit for them to you know confirm me on the Puerto yeah. Rican team. <laughs> You're a little star. Yeah, Great star. Yeah, right. I know you're approaching the time now. You've got to head off, Jack. So uh, yeah, thanks uh, so much for being here. Any, any, you want to give out any last sort of thanks before you head off? 
No, I mean, yeah, I really am just thankful for the opportunity, you know, and, and people like you guys giving me an opportunity to speak about my experience and and uh, really the opportunity to race in Europe. It's not every kid's dream to, to from America to go to Europe, um, but it is a lot, you know, vice versa from, you know, the Europeans to come to America. So I definitely want to make do with, with what I've given, what I've been given the opportunity for, do as best I can and and bring it back to the States, everything I've learned, and keep racing and keep going as long as I can. Awesome. Nice one. Well, thanks for joining us, nice Jack. Fun. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll speak to you in the future. Take care. Yeah. yeah. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Jack. Yeah. Thanks, mate. All right. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, just to complete the story there in terms of the MX2 class uh, at Fox Hill, of course, uh, got to give a shout-out to second place, Charlie Cole. Uh, I think that's a career best for him. So, yeah, that was a, a great ride. And, yeah, obviously, Taylor Hamill and, uh, and Isaac Gift in there were just in front of um, uh, of Jack Chambers as well. So, uh, uh, and together with Mel's sixth place, it was quite a mad result set, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I was I was racing and just sort of looked on, like, Facebook or Twitter and seen just the top three and was like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, last the year before, there was a mix-up with, obviously, Conrad and Gift and going down in the first corner. So, um, yeah, seems to breed drama, that track. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt there. Yeah, obviously, um, we just got to touch on, on the, the MX1 race. And as uh, I say at the beginning of this uh, this broadcast there, obviously the, the podcast is dedicated to Simon Mitchell and uh, it was a horrendous accident. Obviously, yeah, Jeffrey was was out in front. Quite entertaining that uh, that that him and Tom that Tommy went across his bows into the first corner, which was which was funny. And uh, yeah, their their podcast says it all there. But yeah, just to touch on the accident, um, I was very close to it, uh, like like scarily close to it. I actually got the the roost. And uh, my first thought was, I'm on the inside of the corner. How am I getting roost here? You know, because you just don't get roost where I was yeah. stood. And um, yeah, of course, uh, I didn't see it because I was heading towards my cameraman at the time, trying to get him into position to interview Jeffrey. And uh, the microphone was on one of the um, hay bales that got hit. So uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty insane. But obviously, yeah, we're, uh, all our thoughts go out to Simon Mitchell's family and friends. And um, yeah, it's uh, a massive tragedy that, uh, that that actually happened because uh, even I've heard that uh, it was just such a freaky way that the bike went off the surface as well so yeah it was uh, it was pretty horrendous but there you go uh, yeah it's a it's a shit way to end uh end the weekend obviously yeah yeah it's just shit in it but um yeah there's not a lot we can say, uh, <laughs> i think um everyone was like obviously super respectful of the situation like then like the the fans yeah. they obviously they paid to watch her and didn't they didn't get to see a full Full weekends worth of racing, but they they understood the situation and there was no blowback or anything of, of obviously cows in the meeting. Yeah, and just like all the riders that they sort of pay tribute to Simon and his family, which is uh which is nice to see. Like even like people like Hurlins that have never spoke to the bloke before, don't know from Adam, but just uh, mm. yeah, it's sort of nice. It's it's a uh, it's it's nice to see that it brings the sort of motor community together, but in such a for a shit reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of the racing, Josh Gilbert rode brilliantly. It's got to be said. Yeah. You know, he hung on to he, he hung on to Jeffrey for a good distance into the race, and uh, you know, there was no doubt that uh, he was the fastest British rider on the day, which was great. And uh, he was thoroughly chuffed with it as he crossed the line, which I saw, which was fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, he, Josh always goes well at Fox Hills. I think those conditions sort of like the hard hard ruts te- bit sort of technical really suit him he was fastest qualifier at the Bridgestone just gone at Cass's Gorse I think Comrade did go 1-1 but the pair of them were just light years in front of third yeah. um, like a, a ridiculous amount I found farther in front like 30 plus seconds um, in front of I think it was Bob Brashef and Carpenter so no slouches but 
they have well, just gone. No. Yeah, they're, um, uh, they're pushing each other, those two boys, at the moment. I think that's yeah. uh, really really pushing that team upwards. And um, Kula's had a bad one, uh, not a great start, and, um, yeah, couldn't advance any higher than the sixth. So uh, that tightens it up now. I think the gap at the top of the table is five points, and that's and then uh, only a couple, uh, about four back from that is Josh. So, yeah, it's um, it's, it's, getting, it's getting really close, and, yeah, it could, could be an absolutely awesome championship through the rest of the year. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, Blacksaw this weekend, the uh, the beautiful golf course fantasy that I, I always think on that one. It's like, you know, it's that one where you drive past a golf course and wish you could rip around on your bike. That's kind of like what Blacksaw's like for me. But uh, yeah, do you know much about Blacksaw? You raced there before, bro? I've not raced there. I did do, did do a few laps last year. Um, like, oh, yeah, Chris, the, yeah. the only time I've, I've rode it, does, it is, a, is a real sort of aesthetically pleasing track to look at when you're driving the gates sort of uh yeah like you said a bit like a golf course like the grass is all cut nice the, real, the track's like a real nice colored dirt yeah like the trees and everything it is that yeah pitch perfect motocross track i think so um, yeah, hopefully we'll get some get some good racing again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've been told that the uh, the trophies from Fox Hill will be presented uh, along with the trophies um, for the racing at Blacksaw. So they'll be done at the end of the day podium, so that uh, all the guys who who did well there, their results will count, and they'll get their trophies. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's nice of RHL to sort that one out. So yeah, we look forward to uh, this weekend at Blacksaw, and then uh, yeah, next week we'll have another guest on board. Not booked yet, but we'll get something sorted. There's plenty of people who said they want to join us, so that's nice. And yeah, we'll get something sorted from there. So anything much uh, else to add, yourself, Brad? I mean, how was the Bridgestone Masters for you the weekend? Yeah, it was really good. Like Justin, um, Blake's got working with him, really on top of the track prep. They kept the water kept the water in it all weekend. Yeah, I had a few issues. The, the throttle stuck in in the air. Well, going at the takeoff one of the jumps which is a bit bit of a squeaky moment but managed to uh managed to sort of slam the brakes on when i landed and kill hit the kill switch but uh yeah i was just in the air having images of me flying down to salisbury but um yeah Jesus. just managed to managed to kind of sort it out it's still not 100 percent. so yeah second race wasn't the best it was sort of a bit wary of the <laughs> the situation didn't want to end up in a in a pile um but the second day was better we had some good starts and a fourth and a sixth which should have been a second and a sixth but a few little mistakes but no nah, it was good the lack of sleep sort of was catching up with me in the last sort of yeah. five minutes of the race but um no it was, it was good colin and his team run a really good meeting couldn't fault it whatsoever so yeah nice. their next round is monster mountain in, in a few weeks time so i've just i've just seen the mx nationals have confirmed that they said the track will be ready yes in two yes, weeks yes. so yeah we'll probably touch on that next week but yeah, yeah. i mean um Want to touch on the uh, subject of Custis Gorse closing? Uh, the landowners apparently reclaiming mm. the the circuit for agricultural purposes, which is uh, a massive shame, isn't it? I mean, I've only been a couple of times to Custis Gorse, but um, struck me straight away as a really nice venue. And uh, you've obviously ridden there quite a few times, yeah. Yeah, like I said, Justin really keeps on top of it, makes it keeps it looking nice. Um, it's personally not not my favourite favourite racetrack, but um, for yeah, it's sort of the jump. The jumps are all like decent jumps they're all safe but like sort of decent size and yeah it's just a shame to lose a track this it's, it's been around for quite a few, quite a few number of years now so yeah shame to see that one go but um hopefully obviously the tracks like monster mountain and the 
uh, Oak Hanger and obviously the new one in Oxford. We'll, we'll start getting some new tracks to replace the older ones. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the plan, I think, for the guys there who are trying to sort out the, uh, the MOD land in, in particular. So, uh, yeah, so look for the Blacks all this weekend. And, uh, yeah, obviously the weekend after that is um, is the, the debut of Monster Mountain. So, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what the uh, the guys have done there and uh, get things set up for the second round of the Michigan Nationals. It feels like an absolute age since the first round. So, yeah, it'll be uh, nice to see the restart of that series, especially uh, at a brand new circuit. So, uh, look yeah. forward to that. Any predictions for this weekend, Luke? Who do you think is going to take it at Black Hole? I think I'm going to give the win to Comrade. Uh, really? He looked really good. It cusses. And then oh, Gifting in, in the MX2. Just, yeah. uh, I think he's kind of just a, just a step above the rest of the class at the moment. I think Bobby Bruce is sort of getting up there, but I think Gifton has still got the edge. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I um, I, th- I agree with you in, uh, in MX2. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see uh, the Brits uh, take it to Gifting, but obviously he had a, a good chat with us and he's a nice kid and all that, and uh, I think it's just a shame. I think we're all going to miss Jack, to be honest. I think uh, mm. it's such a shame. And if we can get Jack Chambers at Hawkston, I think that'll be well worth watching. That'd be really nice to see. Um, so yeah, make make that happen, Mr. Dixon. We'll get him uh, get him down there. And uh, yeah, I think I, I I'm not sure for MX1. I really don't know if uh, I think Comrade is getting hungrier and hungrier for a win. So yeah, I think he's going to be diff, uh, tough to be denied there. But he never seems to do that well at Blackstall. I think he won in 21, but not in uh, not last year. He had issues, didn't he? But uh, he was still injured, I think, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I um I'm going to go for Josh on that one. I think I think Josh will uh, will um, prevail again. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember the first time he rode there. I mean, I know they run in the opposite direction now, but yeah, Gilbert had some amazing lines, and it was his first year then on the 450. So he's only going to get better, I think. So we shall see. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks to everybody for listening to the Great British Motocross Show, and we'll uh, look forward to speaking to our I guess next week. I've got a few people lined up, um, no one to reveal officially yet, but we will have somebody here to join us. Um, so yeah, thanks to AS3 Performance, who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two-stroke models, two of the current four-stroke bikes, and of course for golf race fuels across sports cars, single skiers, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline, and also thanks to Kawasaki with UK with their KLX 140R range. Uh, go and check that out with the three different sizes available. And uh, of course, Even Strokes. Go to evenstrokes.com for your motocross needs and uh, quote your quote uh, quote your code there, Brad. Yeah, if you use the code BRADWILLER10, it'll, it'll save you 10% off of your uh, purchase when you check out. So, um, yeah, every little helps in this sport. And uh, the guys at Even Strokes were um, nice enough to. Uh, Give me a ten percent discount to share with you folks on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, head over and do us all a favour and um, bye, bye, bye. Great stuff. Yeah, Barbeeler One Zero is the code there. So, yeah, thanks, Brad, and uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Jack for joining us, and we'll speak to you all next week. Take care. Cheerio. Cheers. Cheers.